At the dispensaries I shop here in Oklahoma, the middle shelf is kind of a no man's land. When patients can spend just a tiny bit more for a higher quality bag on the top shelf or pay a bit less and get much more quantity, the middle choice isn't always or even often the most appealing. Very Good Grows, a company out of Jones, Oklahoma, is trying to change that. I recently got a stop up at their super high tech facility and talked to Cody and Josiah, the two guys running the show there. They let me try not one, not two, but six strains that they had personally cultivated and brought out the good traits in and then brought to market. It's easier to get a feel for how these guys plan to conquer the middle shelf when you see the grow they're working out of. This place, to be clear, is beyond cool. Even the way they reclaim water from the AC units and pump it full of nutrients before feeding it back to the plants is amazing. They're able to do all this awesome stuff in large part because they built this place from the ground up. And not only did they design the building, they got into the nitty gritty, hand designing equipment and even some of the electronics governing the grow. There's even a 3D printer on site in case they need a quick repair or someone comes up with an innovation that does better than their stock hardware. Yeah, this place is really cool. The flower and bedrooms had big racks installed in the ceilings and floors that made it easy to quickly access any of the plants in the room, even if they were smack in the middle. But the star of the show to me was the massively tall vertical clone room. This place features row after row of baby weed plants stacked on top of one another with automated systems to monitor stuff like temperature and CO2. They can even precisely water the plants on the top rows from the ground floor using those sweet rolling carts they designed, which I really wish I would have gotten a video of. My point being, this place is primed for producing the best mid-shelf weed you're likely to ever have. It's designed to control as many variables as possible, which lets them keep reproducing plants with the traits, smells, and terp profiles they're after. Now, onto the weed. In all, Very Good Grows hooked up an amazing three indica-dominant strains or cultivars or whatever you want to call them. It's called a cultivar, dumbass. And three sativa dominant strains or cultivars or again, whatever you want to call them. First up we have again, Grape Snow Train. This is the, the big one of the bunch, the one that they said was the best and their favorite. And I do find this one really enjoyable. I'm gonna light into a bowl of it now and just give thoughts as I go. Now it may not seem like it because I do tend to cough and choke like a teenage baby anytime I smoke weed, but this is seriously some of the most smooth weed I've smoked since coming to Oklahoma. It lets me hit bowl after bowl and get high, which is awesome because this is really good weed. <coughs> Something else interesting about this strain, and we'll talk about it a little more in the terpology, is the, the, the terp profile itself. Although Grape Snow Train is indeed, wow, is again an indica, its primary terp is limonene, which is one that you, you do find it in indicas, but it's more typically found in heavy concentrations in sativa strains. Because of that, you're getting a real mood uplift and a little extra chattiness, which is kind of nice because some indica doms just kind of lock you out and make you sleepy. Second on this list is linalool, which is a muscle relaxing one. You find that a lot in lavender. And excuse me, third on the list is beta myrcene, myrcene being the terp that you find most primarily in mangoes. If you've ever heard the urban legend about eat a mango before you get high and it'll get you like twice a stone, that's due to the myrcene, but I don't think that shit's true. All right, got a nice fresh grinder full. Let's grab that shit up and smoke a bowl. I'm still, that one bowl did me pretty good, which is a good metric. Usually it takes more than a bowl to get me high, but I'm definitely feeling that snow train off one little bowl of it. So now let's pack up a decent little snapper of, again, my favorite, the O'Chees, and see where this takes us. Mm. 
<coughs> Will my coughing again may other may other Kate endowise to you, indicate otherwise to you, this is a really smooth strain, and you can tell because I'm not absolutely double over dying. Now, I'm totally not choking to death. <coughs> Clear my throat a little bit, sure, but I mean, I, I seriously, I can be, you know, hit under the table coughing by a vape, so that's no big deal. This is some smooth weed and it's grown right. ladies is why when you're a gigantic wuss like me you stir that shit i'll be right back settling in for our final bowl of the three indica mixes very good gurus kindly provided is snowfire afghani kush this one i've been smoking on like all the other strains i got these all in a week all, in, all at once wow i'm getting really stoned i got these all at once and i've had the the privilege of smoking for about a week now this snowfire the high i think on the all i prefer the cheese better but this snowfire Ogani kush afghani kush is by far the smoothest cannabis I've ever smoked, period, point blank. Which is, you know, smoothness for somebody like me who coughs a lot and can really actually, it impacts my enjoyment. I get headaches because I cough too hard. And I, you know, I might even cough so hard I throw up. I don't do that anymore, but I used to when I was younger. Just, just on a very general sense, I can think of a few other strains off the top of my head grown by a few specific growers that might let me sit here and light up three bowls consecutively with no problem. The top of those being probably Windwalker by the, 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 the fucking immortal and awesome native veteran. But this is every bit as smooth, if not smoother. But, but it will not kill me the way another bowl would. Some of these, I simply couldn't make this video like straight up. I would be again under the table coughing. I would have a headache. It would not be good. I should also note that this one, like the other ones, and I will go into the terpology more in a minute, has limonene at the top as well, and it matches this up with beta myrcene, like the other ones, and something called neroldilol, nerol, nerolidol. I don't know a lot about that third terp, but it apparently might enhance the highs that you get from other things, which makes it a really awesome terp, if that's the truth. Of course, you can never trust terp science fully because a lot of it's bro science, but that's what the internet says. Let's light up. Little baby hit it first there. That's good. It's got that one had an immediate taste to it too. It's spicy, a little bit spicy to the point that it actually it burns my tongue a bit. That's got a good spice to it, but it's not harsh. It's just it's a, like a good heat. Um, yeah, it's getting me now. That spice is it's tingly. It's getting I got a cut in my nose. It's burning a little bit, but it feels good. Again, it's not killing me. I'm getting that flushed face feeling. I suspect when I go watch this later, you're gonna see my face turning red, and I can feel sweat forming up. So this is. <clears throat> this third bowl is the one that did me in. If I go down for a nap right after this, this is going to be the reason why. Okay, I'm back. It's actually been about 10 minutes later, and I'm already feeling good enough to start clearing bowls again, which really does not happen with me with many cannabis strains. By that measure alone, this is some really, really good weed. You might be able to tell if you watched the video earlier, I was kind of tense and strained and stressed about a lot of different things. Smoking this weed has totally chilled me out, which as somebody who treats with treats for anxiety, it's exactly what I'm looking for. I'll repeat again, and I do say this a couple times during the actual smoking session. I think one thing that really helps here is the fact that all three of these indica dominant strains have limonene at the top. Uh, Great Snow Train, the flagship, uh, 0.819 of its terp content is limonene, 819%. Meanwhile, I want to say 
the OTs, yeah, the OTs was a 0.6. And if we go all the way down to the Snowfire, that's a 0.5. That's the highest concentration for each of those. And it's kind of interesting. I think that's what's making the high chatty. And I think it's what's making the high kind of feel euphoric and good. But then as we move further down the list and look at some of the other terps these offer, uh, we'll go to the Snowfire again because that's the one I smoked roast recently. Roast recently. The, the Beta Mercy and the Nero the la 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 again might add a little bit of that indica flair. I'm definitely feeling relaxed, but really what I'm liking about all three of these, and maybe it's because I did smoke all three bowls at once, is the mood up with. Overall, I would say again that I did like the cheese the best, but they're all awesome, and I would love to find any one of them on my middle shelf at my closest dispensary. Jesus Christ. I should also note before we dive into the sativa leaning mix that all of these cultivars look really good. You've got to remember that this stuff is engineered to be affordable mid-shelf daily driver weed. Even then, every nug I pinch out of these jars is big, frosty, and typically great looking. The sativa leaners in general produce some A-bugs you probably wouldn't bat an eye at if you saw them a shelf or two higher. Then there's the nose each of these jars produce. I have a pretty shitty sense of smell since getting COVID earlier this year, and even then, a few of these guys are intense enough to make my nose pucker. Yeah, 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 make your jokes. Especially it's fire, a sativa we'll go into in a minute. They say the nose knows, and I clicked with every single scent these wonderful nugs produced. Sativas don't always get a lot of love on the Oklahoma weed market, and as a primary sativa smoker, the mid-shelf is an especially difficult place to find them. The sativa buzz is quite a bit different from what you would call the classic indica high, and smoking bowl after bowl of Durban Poison or Jack Hare or well, fun for me, can also make you feel a little icky and even give you a panic attack. Because of that, I was really excited when Josiah and Cody told me that they were using their facility and processes to produce some high-quality sativa-dominant strains or mixes or whatever you want to call them. It's called a cultivar, dumbass. Since that sativa buzz is a little bit different, we're gonna structure the review slightly different this time. I'm not gonna hit the bowls back to back. Instead, I'm gonna smoke a sativa strain and then talk to you about it. Starting with Watermelon Mama, which was kind of a sleeper hit for me. I typically don't get into the fruit strains so much, but this one has been good. Y'all could see this earlier in the review, I had a video of this. It's really, really pretty, especially up close, which I guess obviously it always looks better in person. I'm gonna crush up a little bowl of that now. Probably not that big of a nug and we're gonna do it all up. I love this watermelon mama. As you can see on the screen, this is a 19.58% total THC, which I personally don't get super into that, but you do you. And this one's broken down a little bit differently on the Terps. Why does it not say the total Terps? We might find the total Terps later. I can tell you that the top three Terps in the profile are the Caryophylline at 47%, Limonene, of course, at 0.27%, and be mercine at a whopping 0.16%. Everything else is lower than double digits. Uh, that's interesting to me because again, indicas are usually heavy on your caryophylline and linalool and so on. So even though this is a sativa and the Watermelon Mama does produce a sativa high, it's got that indica terp profile. I think part of that probably has to do with the actual cannabinoids in these strains or cultivars or whatever, but we'll get into that a little bit later. For now, let's dig in. I will bore you all with the same shit about coughing. Same thing applies here. And all these strains except for, I think the candy apple is kind of harsh, but it's still good. We'll get into that in a minute. Very fruity on the exhale. You always wonder if the name of the strain influences what you think about the smell and the taste. This does have a fruity, a general fruity smell to it, not like watermelon in the nose. But the taste on the exhale is very sugary like watermelon. Now, I don't, if you came and told me this was called 
uh, turkey stuffing, maybe I would think it would taste like that. <coughs> that was kind of a lame example, but you see what I mean. It definitely does have that sweet exhale and finish, which goes along with it says here on the turkey that it has notes of cinnamon, orange, hops I don't really get, lavender, yeah, that's all there, maybe not wood. Uh, I got one more here to go. You can already hear me chattering up. The medication's working. Ooh. That needs a little mixins. It doesn't need mixing. It's pretty much dead. Thank God for this rolling tray. No, I'm not going to do that. That'll work. This stuff is so good, I'm going to go ahead and finish up this little grinder cap I made of it. Because it, it is awesome. Yeah, definitely fruity. I just cleaned out my, well, my wife cleaned out my bong. Thanks, honey. And um, put fresh water in it. And I've already gunked it up with the indicas, but like the flavor on this is great with the fresh water. Okay, that's probably enough of that with it making me cough like that. That's just because I hit so many in a row. <coughs> but that's good. I already feel that kind of high settling in behind the eyes. Feel the sweat coming on? It's a good, good cultivar. Restraint or whatever you want to call it. I'm sure this bit's getting more hilarious every time I do it. It's called a cultivar. Dumbass. Alright, about 15-20 minutes later out here having my uh, fucking afterbowl smoke and yeah. This is... Even though I was just talking all that shit about indicas and sativas earlier, and I'm sorry in advance for the audio quality, I don't have my pod track out here. The, 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 it just feels like being high, and it does. It's got a body buzz probably due to that caryophylline that, that feels like an indica high, but it's also pretty cerebral. I'm feeling energized, so I don't know. It's good weed, though. I'm, I'm, I'm blitzed up like two bowls, like really high. It's good shit. And I've got to say, it was pretty much the same story for the other two sativa dominants very good grows hooked up for me. Let's talk next about It's Fire, my favorite sativa dominant of the whole bunch. It looked really good. In fact, it's what you're seeing right here if you're watching on the YouTube channel. And it comes with a shockingly strong nose like flowers and old beer. It clocks in at 18.75% THC and 1.96% terps just for those keeping score. This cultivar smelled so strong in the flower room that it was damn near overwhelming and even out of the jar it still takes your breath away. The finish it offers is crazy too. It's got an intense spicy flavor but also a strong taste like oranges. Like most of the other strains here its top terp is limonene and it matches those with alpha cedrine and farnesine in the top three. Its fire offers smokers a really clear feeling somehow boomy high. Overall one of the better sativa buzzes I've had in a minute with characteristically low CBD content and a good cannabinoid mix which we'll get into closer to the end of the video. Let's finish off the list with the 21.2% THC candy apple which is arguably the most intriguing cultivar dumbass of the lot. Where most other strains on this list come with a healthy dose of limonene at the top, Candy Apple has two different types of pinene in the top three, which combine for a huge piece of the 1.25% overall terp mix. This is a heady ass sativa. I don't know the functional differences between alpha and beta pinene, but like all the others on this list, it hits right. It is a little harsher than the others with a peppery, piney finish that burns every orifice it comes out of. Yeah, yeah, make your jokes. But like all the other strains here, it barely tickled the old lungs for me. This is an excellent strain for doing shit, especially if you're talking simple, enjoyable tasks like raking leaves or cleaning the house or beating your pud to Futurama. It's also good for making lame jokes if you couldn't already tell. A plus stamp of approval.
it'd be difficult for me to overstate just how much I enjoyed all these strains, and they all, as I tried them, have really different effects that I'm able to discover more as time goes on and I get a little more time with each. Some of them are good for the morning, some of them are good for working on things, some of them are good for eating your pud to Futurama. It really just... Closing out, I don't want to talk so much about percentages or even terp profiles, even though those were interesting, as much as the cannabinoid mixes. I noticed as I was going through these documents, and it's something that I've not really looked at as I examined cannabis before, which is actually something I feel like I should have been doing, uh, these cannabinoid mixes are very diverse, and they, I would think, have a lot to do with the buzz that you ultimately feel. Now, I was going through these and looking, I almost made a spreadsheet, I decided not to go that try hard with it, but looking at this, for instance, we like Candy Apple has... 0.75% of its overall terp mix is delta 9, and then it doesn't have any delta 8. Meanwhile, Great Snow Train has very low delta 9, but has decent 0.42% delta 8. There are a lot of discrepancies, not discrepancies, but whatever, variances like this. Variances from strain and cultivar to strain and cultivar. Uh, and that even goes down to stuff like, I don't think I saw any THCV in here, no, but there are definitely stuff like CBG, CBGA, CBC, I don't even know what the hell CBC is. And I think all that ultimately speaks to the real complexity of cannabis as a medication. Every single thing I've listed here, from your terp mixes to how much THC is in there to ultimately the cannabinoids it has, are going to have a play in what you feel. And every person is going to have slightly different effects from strain to strain. So it's interesting to see, and I'm going to start paying more note to exactly how these, these two factors really interact. I'm Evan, and this has been a Bong Loads and BS Cannabis Review. If you like what you're seeing, hit the subscribe button, and if you're in a position to hire a dude who makes videos and writes copy, give me a call. I like my day job, but I also like freelance work. Thanks for watching.